Hey, this is Steve Bowes. I wanted to introduce a special show I did at the recent ServiceNow Knowledge 18 event. ServiceNow is a really big technology company that's more recently become more important in HR and HR tech circles. Uh, they had me out to the event to uh, learn a little bit more about them, uh, find out a little bit more of what their customers are doing with ServiceNow, and also to, to set up this great podcast that uh, we did out there. So this podcast runs in two parts. In the first part, I sit down with Pat Waters, who's the Chief Talent Officer and CHRO at ServiceNow, and you might remember her uh, from her days leading HR at LinkedIn as well. And we talked about some new research that ServiceNow has just released called the New CHRO Agenda, where they talk to over 500 C-suite HR leaders about current trends, challenges, opportunities, and it's a really great survey. We dig into the survey a little bit, and you can download and read the entire report. It's over 66, five pages long, something like that. And you can find that report at www.servicenow.com slash chro. And in the second part of the podcast, we dig in a little bit deeper into what ServiceNow is doing. I thought for HR Happy Hour listeners who may not be familiar with this company and their solutions, we would uh, dive into them in a little bit more detail. Uh, so we sat down with Deepak Bauer. Bauer Baradwaj, the VP and General Manager for the HR Business Unit. And I said his name incorrectly here in the intro, and you'll hear me say it incorrectly a couple times in the show. A tough name to pronounce, but Deepak's a great guy. I've known him for a long time. Great product person in HR tech. And uh, so Deepak uh, was joined by Jen Stroud, who's an HR evangelist for ServiceNow, who helps organizations transform their HR tech and HR processes supported by the platform. So we dig into a little bit more. So if you want to learn more about ServiceNow, their capabilities, their uh, how they're driving change and impact in companies that they work with, uh, that's part two of the podcast. So two-part podcast, uh, CHRO Agenda Part 1, a little bit more into ServiceNow Part 2. It was a really fun event, huge event, 20,000 people there, some such. Uh, I was blown away by it. And uh, thanks to everybody at ServiceNow for having me out there and for making the podcast possible. So uh, thanks again. Hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarlane. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Hey, we're back on the HR Happy Hour Show. My name's Steve Bowes. I'm with Pat Waters from ServiceNow, Chief Talent Officer and CHRO of ServiceNow. How are you, Pat? I am awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your schedule at the ServiceNow Knowledge 18 event, which, by the way, I'm blown away by how big this is. This is huge. I'm blown away, too. It's incredible. It absolutely is incredible. But so, I mean, there's a million things we can talk about with what's happening at ServiceNow, what's happening inside organizations around employee experience, around kind of HR transforming itself. But one of the things we really wanted to talk to you about is a new CHRO survey that ServiceNow has done and is launching. By the time you hear this podcast, we'll have launched and we'll get you the links for it later. But uh, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about this CHRO survey. First of all, What's it about, and why did you decide? To, why did you decide to do this? Well, what we wanted to do is kind of get a sense in the marketplace about my peer set and what are you worried about? What are you thinking about? 
what were the last three years of transition and what's the next three years of transition? What problems are you solving and what you're hoping to solve going forward? And that would create a heat map, quite honestly, about how do you transform HR, the digital transformation, all those keywords you and I hear all the time. And it just gives you practical insights with some regional nuances. And did anything come out of this that surprised you, Pat? You've been at CHR, CHRO forever. You were at LinkedIn, a million other places. Everybody knows who you are. But like, you probably said, I know what this, right? I know. I know what CHROs are thinking. Did anything surprise you? I, yeah, you make me laugh. I had a hypothesis. What it did is created data around the hypothesis for me in terms of what stages of HR people are at and their passion around taking it from one stage to the next stage. That validated and gave me some real contextual insight to that, which I appreciated. Yeah. And to set up the conversation, Pat, I thought we'd focus on, I mean, the survey is great and it's long. It's 65 pages long or something like that. And folks, I do, I've read it. I got an advanced copy. I'll admit it. Thank you very much. ServiceNow. Uh, I'm encourage, encourage folks to read it all, but I think we'd focus on kind of the four main takeaways. Maybe we'll touch on each one of them a little bit. And then maybe I have another question or two, not a gotcha question, but something not about the survey that struck me as really interesting that we learned this morning from one of your customers talking today uh, on stage. First of all, the first main takeaway is you found that three out of five CHROs now say HR is a driver of digital transformation, which I think is interesting. But first off, I, that term's been around a while. What do you think digital transformation even means? What does that mean? <laughs> so it is both a combination of you know, automating and getting insights to you in an in a easier, more contextual way, but it's also when you go digital, you're actually creating ease of use and contextual personalized access to data that knows who I am. Okay. It's taking it to the next level. And, and you've been, again, I said you've been in HR a while. Does this change this idea of, hey, now we're responsible as CHROs, as HR leaders, we're responsible for this kind of digital transformation. Does it change the skill set, the background, or the experiences that, say, you as a CHRO need, but maybe more importantly, your teams that you're building in your HR organization? How's that changed? Yes, it does change. And I think that the talent that's coming into the organization, the millennial population coming in, they're expecting that consumerized experience while in the enterprise. And it's very jarring to them. If you can change your password easily on Twitter and you can do a search on Google. <laughs> Let's hope, right? Yeah, yeah. yo, because uh, you might need to. And then you go into the workplace and you can't find answers as quickly. Where's my knowledge? How do I solve a problem today? And so the talent is asking us. And if you're talent leaders, you got to be listening to your employees. I know I do. Yeah. And so this is a foundation of change that I think is awesome. I think HR is sexy. I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of our All right, that could, That's going to be, <laughs> Pat, that's our pull quote for the show when we post this. Awesome. I think HR is sexy. And the fact that HR now sees the talent space saying where we're going in the future and they not only have a voice, they have an obligation to transform. And the skill set, to your point earlier, that's changing. To design great experience, you need to have design thinking, yeah. right? If you don't have design thinkers in your team, get get them, right? It's not just about the data. It's about the whole life cycle of an employee. Got to get that. And, that, and design thinking is all, I mean, I'm not an expert on design thinking, but at its core, it's all about understanding people. Yes. Right? And that's... 
we hope, right, what yes. HR is really, really good at, right? I'm coming back to that point, though, later. I'm not letting that one go. All so right, don't I'm still, let that one go. I'm still interested in that, that concept. But um, so skill sets are changing, and I think some of it, I, I think, Pat, you're saying, I hope I, I read this right, is that as new people kind of influx into the organization, they're bringing some of this with them, too. Yes. So we're reskilling, but people are sort of bringing their own skills and their own points of view, right? I heard uh, in part of this morning's keynote, uh, the CIO of Accenture talked about the relationship, and I think this is part of part of the same idea that the relate he, in his opinion, the CIO, that the relationship between the CHRO and the CIO is probably the most important in the organization. And this is the CIO saying this. I know. And didn't we hear from years, right? It yes. was the CHRO and the CFO needed to be like buddy buddy. It was interesting to hear that. Uh, I, I thought that was a fascinating comment. Hey, wanna, let's keep going, Pat. I know, right, I go. know our time is like, we a lot, lot going on here at ServiceNow. I know. Lots of pe- people to see. Key takeaway number two. Most CHROs expect success to be defined by consumer-like experiences. You alluded to this a little bit. I'm hearing a ton. Everywhere I go, every event I, I, I'm at, most of the demos I see, it's all about personalizations providing information for employees to get to get their jobs done uh, more efficiently, maybe more predictions, maybe AI if we're going to throw that out. Although, yes. God, God bless ServiceNow. I didn't think I heard AI at all this morning, which I'm not saying I should have. It was, it was refreshing not to hear it a million times. I'd love for you to talk about how you as a CHRO think about uh, consumer-like experiences and what that means for your organization, for your employees. Well, if you think about when you are searching the web and you're looking for certain products and then you log back on and those ads come back, you remember who you were, right? So imagine if I'm at work and I started searching for adding a child to my health care. You know, what does maternity benefits look like? Then I log back on, all of a sudden it gives me courses for new parents. It gives me context about welcoming a new baby. It gives me context about work-life balance tips and tricks. That contextual insight not only is creating a stickiness, but it envelops me with a personal hug. It cares about me. Do you worry a little? That's a great example. And you know what made me think of? I, I don't, I, I don't want to be a cynic here, Pat. But don't be a you cynic. Know what, you know what example that reminded me of a tiny bit from the consumer space? A number of years ago, Target got into a little bit of trouble for retargeting ads around if they thought you were the consumer was about to have a baby they started pushing ads for diapers and things I remember and, that and they got into a little trouble about that do you think about that at all do you worry that hey maybe maybe this is a little too much uh with employees um no i don't because if you're in the workspace you're taking intentional steps to find information that's you're true actually that's a good writing point. a query Right, you're asking, how do I add a new baby? How do I take right? Leave that's that? true. Like I'm giving you the answer. So, I've already told you. Yeah, I told yeah. you I'm going to have a baby in so many words. So now, if I added more information, more context, more care around that, would you be more relaxed, more comfortable about your leave, more familiar about the services right. I can provide you? Then I'm going to do that all day long, and I'll pulse the employees. Am I getting too yeah over much? Like, am I too insightful? Is it for a friend? "Quote unquote" versus you looking for baby stuff. I don't yeah. know. And I think, and I think we're seeing there's a ton of value in in having that kind of. I don't want to say paternalistic because that's not the word I'm thinking of, but just more of we're caring about the employees from a holistic perspective and not just did they show up on time, did they punch in and out correctly, you know, did they file their TPS reports right, right. accurately and all those things, right? And um, 
All right, so let me do a couple more of this, Pat, and then we're going to get back to like the big thing I heard this morning, which I want to ask you about, like a big conceptual HR question, because it's great to have CHROs on the show. Finding number three, CHROs are looking to technology to overcome barriers to collaboration. This one really interested me, and uh, the Accenture CIO kind of touched on this a little bit too. I'd love for you to talk about just as a CHRO, as an HR leader for a long time, the role of the CHRO in terms of fostering, supporting, enabling enterprise collaboration. Because sometimes I think of it as more of an operations IT role. I'd love for you to comment on just the CHRO, CHRO in that discussion. If you think about an employee looking up at the ecosystem, looking up at the elephant, they don't care if I own payroll, facilities, or your laptop. They care about getting the tools, the services, support. They need to be great. So the employees don't care about your reporting relationships in the C-suite. That's that's a good point, actually. And if I'm going to serve them, i got to make that interaction seamless, almost invisible. So if you come to me and it's actually a payroll question, am I going to send you to payroll? No. I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Right? And where that repository information is, is irrelevant. Right? And so if you use a platform approach, if you use an enterprise approach, you connect the world, connect the company in a more graceful way, that collaboration happens better. So when you have the systems thinking, going back, design thinking, okay. if you reverse engineer what great looks like, it means I have stakeholders in payroll and finance, in IT, in facilities, every leader in the company owns the employee experience along with me, that's collaboration. So we're not really talking about like a power grab by the CHRO to say, I'm going to take over workplace collaboration. World domination. Mi- right. <laughs> Mr. and Miss IT person, I'm taking that system from you, right? And I want to own that. Or I want to own or, or operations leader. I want to manage your work processes and your workflows because I know better. It's not about that at all. Not about that. Interesting. All right, you mentioned platforms, Pat, and that's kind of uh, the fourth key takeaway. And again, this is the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. I'm at ServiceNow, Knowledge 18. We're with Pat Waters, Chief Talent Officer, CHRO of ServiceNow, who's spending a little bit of time with us. Thank you so much, Pat. You're welcome. Uh, and we're talking about their new CHRO survey, and the title of which is The New, the new CHRO Agenda, which I love. I'm, I love reading a survey that talks directly to what CHROs are, are thinking about and working on and kind of just how they see their role. It's fascinating. The fourth key takeaway is you mentioned platforms, and it's about platforms. And this is an interesting one. The, the, I'll read it exactly. CHROs will use platform models to drive change. Again, I kind of asked you to step back and say, as a CHRO, what do you mean by digital transformation a second ago? I'd like to ask you again as a CHRO, what do you mean by that? What, what is a platform from your perspective? So historically, if you look back three to five years, even the last 10 years, you've seen a, an emergence of point solutions. I need to make a basket. Here's a solution. I make a ball. Here's a solution. Right. But I'm actually playing a full game with lots of players, lots of tools. And these point solutions need to be integrated, need to have a flow, they need to know who I am. And that's really hard to do. And so if you think about it from building a platform, more of a holistic design approach, you get better outcomes. So how do you use your HCM, your work days, your success factors? How do you look in that whole ecosystem? How do you look at your service centers? How do you look at knowledge transfer? That is a platform mindset. And then you build from there. Yeah, because the truth of it is, right, especially in mid-sized and certainly large organizations, global organizations, the number of systems, interfaces, touch points, in fact, just logins and passwords an average employee may need to know 
can be pretty daunting, right? Yes. And, um, and I think I'm hearing more and more of this. It, it's coming from a few different um, angles, but this idea of, of simplification, consolidation, not just for its own sake, but for, for the outcomes it helps you lead, right? Which is a better overall experience, better information flow. Yep faster time. I'm, I'm sort of doing a little commercial for you. You don't mind? No, you're doing this. I love it. I mean, my customers help me with my commercials but I just, all the time. I just, I just uh, talked for a while with our friends from Oracle about this in terms of the finance HR integration and how important they're seeing that happening in terms of just consolidation of data models. It's right? huge. Yeah. It, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting and important trend and one that's growing. And again, you can read a ton about this. All the things we talked about in the, in the CHRO, the new CHRO agenda survey, which is going to be published on the ServiceNow website. By the time you hear this, it will be published, and I'll get you the link in the show notes. Finally, Pat, before we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about this conceptual kind of, I don't know, how we think about HR. This morning, as part of the keynote, you interviewed Pat... Morigny, did I get that right? Turigny. Turigny, ah, from Magellan Health. Yes. She runs all the HR shared services for Magellan, huge healthcare organization, right? Taking care of people, all of this, right? Yep. And, and, and her job's about taking care of employees, right, in many ways. And the, the conversation was fascinating. And you can talk, talk as much or as little as you want about Magellan, specifically, in a second. But what, what struck me was her point of view as her role and that HR, that HR role as being highly empathetic, highly caring, focusing solely on two things, the employee experience, and she also mentioned the candidate experience, but a very, almost an old school way of thinking about HR. HR as caring, supporting, enabling, uh, caring. I said it again, because she talked about that a lot. Why I thought that was interesting was, I felt like for a long time, HR got knocked, got disparaged by the business people, quote unquote, for being too touchy-feely, being too caring, not connected to the business. And HR was admonished for a long time, right? Be a business person, learn the business, learn metrics, learn finance, go get your MBA, mm-hmm. right? How many HR people did? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If you have an MBA, I'm not insulting you, Pat. No, you're but not. we sent them to go get MBAs. And now this story at Magellan and lots of others and lots of what organizations are talking about, about humanizing work and consumerization and supporting, seems to be back to that old school way of talking about and thinking about HR as caring about people. I'd love for you just, that, I don't know if that's even really a question, but I'd love for you to comment on your point of view as a CHRO, as an HR leader, how do you view the role of HR and what you think HR leaders should think about when they think about their role and their fundamental you know, purpose in their organization? Well, I totally agree with her philosophy. I think people walk in the door, they're not tools, they're humans. And they walk in as a fully formed human being that has needs. And trailing next to them in front of them is their entire family and people they care for and so i need to remember that when they walk in my doors they have a choice of who they work for and i don't want them just to survive in my organization i want them to thrive in my organization and so when you talk about empathy and compassion in an organization it's really smart business sense Mm -hmm. so empathy is i know the pain you're in i understand it i walked in your shoes i get a sense of it but compassion takes it a step further and says that rock on your chest i see it it doesn't feel good i can feel the chest you're hurting let me remove the rock okay and so what we do is problem solve we listen we care we problem solve and the business mindset comes into play when you know how to prioritize and focus what problems to solve first second and third And then how do you measure that success? How do you continue to learn and create a growth mindset in your organization? And I promise you, if you keep the human at work 
and enable them to be their best authentic selves and listen carefully, you will unlock superpowers. And that's a differentiator. Companies that have a purpose, that align your purpose, your passion, and who you are and listen, outperform SAP 500 by 10x. Yeah. Yeah. Data shows. Like, if you want to bring data into the conversation, we got it. Well, and I think that's the thing. And that's where things, I do believe, are turning, right? I mean, somewhat led by technology, but not always. But this idea that this old idea of, of caring, being concerned for, being empathetic, the old idea was that wasn't good business, right? That didn't equate to good business or successful businesses. And now it seems like more and more organizations, it sounds like this one for sure, and maybe in your experience at other places, have realized that, no, 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 you're wrong. It's, if you focus on people, that is good business. That is. Culture beats strategy all the time. <laughs> And so if you have really engaged employees that have high satisfaction, you'll see direct correlation to engagement satisfaction with your customers. Yeah. yeah. It's smart business. All right, so you answered my question. Well, it wasn't your question. I made a whole speech, but I got I a good answer. It. I loved it. But I care about the employees. I'm their advocate because I want to lock their powers. I want to lock their joy. I love it. And, you, and you've given us some really good pull quotes for the show. HR is sexy. I, yes. I want to unlock their power. I love it. we got a whole marketing campaign we can do here. That's awesome. Pat Waters, ServiceNow, Chief Talent Officer, CHRO. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us out of your busy schedule at the ServiceNow Knowledge 18 event. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. This was fun. All right. Thank you. Hey, it's Steve. We're back from the HR Happy Hour show. We're back at ServiceNow Knowledge 18 in Las Vegas. And I will uh, uh, warn you listeners and apologize a little bit in advance. You're going to hear some background noise at an event with 18,000 plus people huge expo floor live developer demonstrations and hackathons going on i think i hear i think i hear an air hockey table in the background it's hard to find a completely quiet spot but it's a it's a huge event really exciting vibrant and so you'll get a little bit of the flavor uh, of what's going on at the event here on the hr happy hour podcast for this part of the show, I'm joined by Deepak Balradwaj. Deepak, I got it. It only took me three tries. There you De- go. <laughs> Deepak is the Vice President and General Manager for the HR Business Unit at ServiceNow. Deepak, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm very good. Thanks for having me here, Steve. And apologies for butchering the name. I'm That's okay. You wouldn't be the first. From now on, we're going <laughs> Deepak all the way. Uh, and I'm also joined by Jen Stroud. Jen is an HR evangelist and transformation consultant here at ServiceNow. Jen, how are you? I'm doing great. It's evangelist a, is yeah, a cool title. It is, and it uh, is accurate in terms of what I do every day. Yeah. Sure. Tell, well, tell, tell us then. What is that? What does an HR evangelist do? I, I work with leaders and help them understand how they can create better experiences for their employees and that includes HR employees and that includes their end user employees and I'm all about helping them see things differently and looking at their environments differently and uh, wherever I can help them uh, and especially leverage ServiceNow that's what I'm passionate about. That sounds like a pretty cool job for, I love it. for an HR person. I love it. It's cool. And your yeah. job's pretty cool too Deepak. We don't. It's not as exciting. No as you have a great title as evangelist. That's nice. <laughs> but hey let's for for, for the folks who are listening to our, our HR audience, our HR happy hour folks, may not be yet, and they will be, I know, but may not yet be familiar with ServiceNow. Can we get just a little overview of the company, maybe a touch of the history and, and some of the products and services that ServiceNow brings to market? Sure, absolutely. I, I think the best way to think about ServiceNow is we are an experience platform. 
And so what that means is we are all about creating great experiences for our customers' employees and our customers' customers. And if you think about the history of ServiceNow, really we've been around for more than a decade now. Sure. Um, and we, we've really grown on the strength of our platform, which at the core of it does a few things really well. One is the ability to uh, manage what is called as unstructured work, things that you would otherwise happen, email and spreadsheets, and just difficult to get visibility, so we do a good job of okay. managing all of that unstructured work. Uh, we do a very good job of managing what we call knowledge and content that is related to that unstructured work uh, so that whoever is doing that work has everything that they need to do that efficiently and effectively. And then we do a good job of really automating and routing tasks to, uh, to various people or various entities. And so that's the core of the platform and our first application was IT service management because that's where the founders of the company came from. Fred Luddy, uh, very passionate about, sure. about driving results for, uh, for end users. He came from an IT service management background. He decided that's the first app that he would build on the platform. So these are things like deploying PCs and a network into employees and managing maintenance on these, on equipment, things like that. Is that what yeah. we're talking about? Yeah, so you could think about it as uh, providing service to employees. So employees have issues, they have problems, they have gotcha. questions. My laptop is broken, <laughs> I need to deploy. I can't print, yeah. right. Need all some of software that. deployed, yeah. right. So all of that and, and helping serve those employees. Uh, it is all about managing the operations of IT. So how do you do change management? How do you make sure that you've solved the root cause of the problem? And how do you, at scale, manage your uh, your IT operations? Okay. IT business management, which is uh, all about where is uh, all your uh, budget getting spent? How do you get control of, uh, over that? IT asset management. So that's our IT portfolio of services. And that's what the company had traditionally been focused on. But over the past, three or four years, what we realized is that customers were using our platform for many other use cases. So if you think about that core right. of what we do, those uh, those aspects are as valuable in HR. They, they, are, they apply to customer service. They apply to security operations. And customers started using us for these types of use cases. And that's how these, uh, what we call emerging businesses were born. Uh, and that leads us to uh, what we do for HR. Right, and, and so ahead, I was I was one of those uh, those customers. I was I'm a former HR practitioner, sure. and I really saw the value of the platform and the power of the platform when it was just really focused on IT service management. And my IT organization at my previous company was using it for IT service management, and I could see that what they were doing is exactly what I needed to be able to do uh, within HR. And so we leveraged the platform before there was an HR product. You just decided, hey, let's, decided let's use this for HR? We okay. did, and we built out all of our workflows. Uh, we built out our most common use cases, and that has served, uh, I think, myself and the organization very well because it demonstrated that if you needed to get it done in HR, it could be done on this platform. And so uh, that's what Deepak is talking about, many organizations and finally I think ServiceNow said we've we've got something here uh, this is uh, something that is far more powerful than just IT it has a lot of applications across the enterprise yeah that's I'm glad you brought that up because I'd like to talk about that in a little bit further so once you realize or once ServiceNow realizes that hey 
customers are using this in ways maybe we didn't foresee or maybe innovative ways. Let's focus on that a little bit. So, uh, and I know you're developing lots of new HR specific solutions. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. So what are the kinds of things an HR person, an HR organization can do with ServiceNow and what are they, some of them doing? Yeah, I, I think the best way to think about what we do for HR and really the employee experience is think about us as the Google Maps for your employee journey. Oh, so I just like that. Like, just okay. like you need a Google Maps on your travel journey, uh, you need something similar to guide you through that employee journey, especially during what we call these moments that matter. And the whole philosophy is that if, if, if you don't take care of your employees during those moments that matter, so the, the personal moments that matter could include, I'm having surgery and I'm going to be out, or I'm having a baby, I got married, things like that. Or they could be professional moments that matter, which might be, as a manager, I want to promote someone. Uh, I may be undergoing a relocation. I'm a new hire that's being onboarded, offboarding. These are the times when your employees need the organization the most. And these are also the opportunities for the organization to differentiate themselves from others and what we call uh, create competitive differentiation okay. in the marketplace. So that's how we we um, position our solutions to our HR audiences and that has really resonated with our customer base and as part of what we provide in that solution suite there's three applications there is case and knowledge management which all goes back to structuring those unstructured interactions and managing content and information related to uh, those unstructured interactions we've got a second application called employee service center which is about making the employee self-reliant, okay. which means they have all the resources that they need to address any questions or issues uh, or concerns they may have themselves without needing to actually go to an actual person sure. in HR, typically someone in HR shared services. And then the third piece that we do really well is automate these workflows across the enterprise. So think about onboarding, offboarding, transfers, and our third application is called Enterprise Onboarding and Transitions. Okay. And what that really does is brings together everything that is required for uh, for an employee during these types of uh, moments that matter within their, their employee journey. And the, the interesting thing is each of these may start in HR, but they have implications to every other department. And the easiest way to think about it is onboarding. You onboard someone, sure you have to do your W4s and I9s, but what about that laptop? What about the accounts that they need access to? What right. about your Other phone, systems, right? phones, right? Exactly. And so that's yeah. where we, we really space. shine. And yeah. we're really using the core. Procurement, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so by using the core technology that our platform provides, we're able to bring to market all of that innovation at, at really break, break, well, <laughs> breathtaking pace, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, you know I'm sure uh, that our customers appreciate us. Uh, hopefully for uh, for listening to them and uh, understanding the pain points that they have and uh, delivering value. Yeah, uh, we we really focus, I think, in what we hear our customers saying is how do we make it easier for employees to be employees within their organization? How do we take out the the minutia and the the challenge? Uh, of just getting basic help and services so that they can get back to focus on what they were hired to do. And one of my favorite quotes comes from a healthcare customer 
their their employees' primary mission on a daily basis is saving lives, and uh, they want their their employees focused on that mission, not on how, how to select their benefits or how to get a, an answer to their leave of absence question. Right. And while um, not every company's mission is to save lives, their mission is important, and they want their employees focused on that mission. So. Well, true. Right. Not every company has this. Right. You know noble or just yeah. easy mission like but a it's hospital important. but but every employee has a mission which is you know do their job get right. their work done be successful yeah we it's, call it their happy place <laughs> yeah we want them to be in their happy place and this goes back to right we said said this for a long time and deep you've been in the hr tech space a while too it's like we we most employees don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time in an hr system they want to be able to find the information that they need and uh, you know, enable the transaction that they need done, get that approval done, find well, out. It's just like us. Find we, the right person and get want, on with their day. Yeah, right? we don't want to be in our our personal apps either for a long time. We want to use an app on our phone to purchase something or to make a reservation and then be on with our personal lives. So it's the same concept. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's when we talked about fairly recently on the show too. This idea of hey, let's not make. I'm not saying you guys do this. So I'm just talking about just conceptually. Like, let's not make these apps too sticky because it's no one's job to be in the HR system all day long, other than the HR people maybe. But like, everyone else has a real job to do, and let's let's enable them with tools, technology, process support to go be great at their jobs. Right? Yeah, yep. I think that's a big part yep. of it. Absolutely. How does some of what you guys have done, or that legacy of ServiceNow, working with service organizations and supporting things like IT service organizations? or customer support organizations, how does that help you think about how you develop these solutions for HR? Is there, is there cross-pollination? Is there, have you, can you take the learnings from one area and apply it into others like in HR? Jen, you want to start with uh, what you did uh, as a customer and then maybe I can talk about where we are starting to see a lot of leverage across these applications going forward? Sure. So I, I think as I indicated uh, earlier, we saw how my IT department, our IT department was leveraging the platform and how it was making it easier for employees to get basic IT requests mm -hmm. managed and seamless and they had visibility. And so we took those same concepts. It's like, as you indicated, it's no different in, in terms of what we wanted to provide. So we, we leveraged those same concepts and were able to do the same thing within HR, create the ability for employees to easily ask questions, sure. um, get information from the knowledge base. Um, the, the best case is no case, so um, <laughs> that's why we put a lot of uh, emphasis on our knowledge base and on creating a robust knowledge base so that employees could get answers to their basic questions and then only if they needed to then submit um, a case. And then I think, and, and Deepak may speak more about this, I love what we're seeing in customer service yeah. because that's really, and we've heard a lot about it this week at Knowledge, we want organizations more and more paying attention to how they treat their customers and they want to treat their employees in a very similar fashion and it's a novel concept, right? We kind of look, well, wouldn't that be? But it's not been the case. And so you see that coming together more. And I love the fact that we have solutions now that are addressing both the customer and the employee. Yeah, I'd say that's really interesting because five years ago in the HR, maybe six or maybe six, seven years ago, if we weren't talking about employee experience. We weren't. No one was, right? No. It's, it, it, but customer experience, that concept's been around a much longer time, right? Absolutely. You know, and organizations for a very long time 
realized, boy, we've got to treat our customers in the way they, they expect to be treated in an efficient manner, get them the information they need, so on and so forth. Now, finally, we're seeing that apply yep. to the employee experience, and we're seeing a lot of technology adjust that directly. Absolutely, right? And, and if you think about a classic example, so our customer service management product, for example, they invested in a community feature. And in fact, the ServiceNow online community, if you went to our website, community.servicenow.com, that is powered by our customer service management community product. Okay. Interestingly, that is uh, very applicable to employees as well, employee forums. So there's a new hire forum. There is an open enrollment forum. That's where you can go and ask your colleagues and, and peers sure. within the organization what they think about, uh, let's say, a health plan, right? I, I had insurer one, insurer two, which one works best, which one has the best network of doctors, and so on and so forth. And this is happening today. It's just happening in unstructured ways. It's happening in emails. It's happening in the, in the uh, you know near the right. water coolers. And so what we're trying to do is bring it into a platform so that it can scale better across the organization and benefit HR because now employees are helping each other out. Now we don't want employees necessarily talking about policy with other folks, but HR can then monitor these conversations and jump in as required. Well, they're right? talking about it anyway, so how great to be go. able to Actually have the ability to, to stop it or be able to um, identify where misinformation is happening and where you can say actually here is um, what is actually the the policy so yeah. I think it's and, very powerful and it works the other way as well so we just released a or are releasing in our next release in the London release you know, in the next release a feature called targeted content automation and okay. what, th what that does is really it helps HR and really any department IT facilities push out things that employees might need during their employee journey. So if you think about someone that is uh, being transferred to an international location, you know the types of content and information and knowledge that they will need to be successful. So whether it's helpful links, helpful resources, videos that they may want to watch. Right. Context specific, Context right? Specific. So they don't have to go search for it, but exactly. you're surfacing it yeah. for them when they need it. And right? we have this feature that lets customers automate campaigns. So now you think about that, that is so applicable to your external customers for our customer service management product as well. So there's lots of synergy between what we build in HR, what we build in IT service management, and what we're building in customer service management. And we, we make each other's products yeah. a lot better. Oh, that's great. I mean, we've seen a lot of this. I know, Deepak, you've got history on, on the, uh, the recruitment side of the house, right? Mm -hmm. And we saw a lot of this, yep. how recruitment learned from candidate yep. customer Absolutely. relationship management, exactly. right? Yep. We brought that into candidate Absolutely. relationship management. We're seeing a lot of that same thing here. Hey, one other, I, there's a couple more things I want to get into before I let you guys go and get back to the fun. I think, although I think the air hockey game might have ended. I don't hear it any I longer. Who won. I know, not us, <laughs> but uh, um, a couple things, a couple recent announcements, some new innovation, and particularly around chat, machine learning slash AI. I'd love for you, Deepak, to talk a little bit about how you're thinking about and how ServiceNow is developing products to take advantage of some of these really cutting edge technologies in order to help uh, HR organizations provide better service to their employees. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been at this for, um, I would say 12 to 18 months now, and we've had a steady roadmap investment, both organically as well as through acquisitions to really beef up our core platform capability around AI and machine learning. 
uh, and make that applicable for all of our products. So whatever we do, it's in the platform, it's then available for HR, IT service management, customer service management, and security operations and, and all the other products that we have. So we have invested in a few different areas. Uh, one is an area that we call supervised machine learning. And this okay. was an acquisition that we did last year of a company called DX Continuum that has since been replatformed. And the notion there is if we can create a model that can, based on the interactions, past interactions that you've had with any department, whether it's HR or IT, and then use that to, uh, to uh, create a predictive model, if you will, that can make inferences. So an example yeah, might be... Yeah, give me an example. How would this Yeah, work? an example might be uh, you type into a description that um, I'm having trouble with my, with my laptop, right? Okay. And that needs to get routed to a hardware... It's a hardware issue. It needs to get routed to the right specialist. So that would be an IT use case. Uh, it might be my paycheck has a discrepancy, right? So paycheck discrepancy, that means it's a payroll issue. Sure. It needs to get routed okay. to the right uh, right person. So it's got applicability across the board. Where so rather than making someone pick from a bunch of menus exactly. and buttons, why make them, why describe make them your problem that? and all this, you make that a little more intuitive, a little more that's natural language. Bingo. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, that's right? neat. Yep. And, so, and so we can look at what is it that your employees in your organization are are saying, because every organization has its unique vocabulary and it differs from organization to organization, so we can actually run uh, machine learning on your data as a customer and then we can create a model that can predict how to route cases and incidents effectively. So that's just one example of supervised machine learning. Uh, another area that we have invested in is uh, this uh, the, the, the field of being able to create a conversational experience for employees as well as customers and what that means is when when you want to go and interact with IT or HR uh, or a, really any department you can use some of the same paradigms that you're used to in your consumer world with Google and you know Google Home and Alexa gotcha. and so on and oh, so forth. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so while voice is a part of it, really it's about what is the conversation, and we don't want to make it like the old school, you know, press one for oh the IVR uh, systems, exactly, yeah, 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 right. And we want yeah, to make this terrible. extremely easy, intuitive, right? And so from an HR standpoint, really it's all about. An employee comes in, they have a question about their policy, they have, they have a question about, let's say, a leave of absence, and they can very quickly uh, navigate without having to go in and search for things, and uh, rather than use a website-type paradigm, they are able to use a more conversation-type paradigm. And from their perspective, it feels like they are actually having that conversation with an agent, but from an HR standpoint, they haven't really staffed it with an agent. And then you can transfer it to a live agent when gotcha. you need to, right? So that this is the high touch when it matters. And Jen talks a lot about that. That's very important within uh, within HR to be able to go between fully automated and fully manual and, and everything in between. So so that's a piece of technology that we acquired. We've replatformed it. We made a big announcement here at Knowledge as well. We have a, a virtual agent feature. Uh, it's got a great designer that lets customers put together these conversations as well as um, uh, some out-of-the-box conversations for uh, for all of our functions, including HR. And then last week, we announced the acquisition of another company called Parlo, and they are in the field of natural language understanding. Okay. And what that means is, again, similar to supervised machine learning, looking at uh, past interactions and trying to understand what the 
uh, what, what are employees actually trying to do? What is the intent behind what they're trying to do so that when they're having these conversations, uh, we can better route them to, uh, to the right uh, assets, resources, help, and so on and right. so forth. So those are the, the big, big areas that, that we've been focused on investing in uh, over the past uh, few months. And I have to believe when you talk to customers about these kinds of developments, right, HR leaders especially, they got to be pretty excited, right? Because HR technology for the longest time has promised this. We will help HR get out of administrative nightmares and help them become much more strategic business partners in the organization. We've been talking about that for a really long time. But the fact that we're still talking about it means we haven't solved that problem right. yet. i got to believe that some of these tools and technologies be a real impetus in HR organizations to let them really focus on what they want to be doing. Steve, you're absolutely right. And I think we're seeing that this week when uh, all of these HR professionals are coming together and they're seeing the demos and they're understanding the capabilities and their eyes light up and they're excited. And what we also see is that it's also giving them uh, really impetus and drive to get their house in order, so to speak, to be ready to really truly embrace AI and what that's going to mean. Um, Jason Averbrook was uh, here earlier today and he says you can't put frosting on a, a moldy cake. And so I think that's what organizations are really trying to, to do. They want to um, get that their, their business structure. They want to add structure and visibility to their organization through case and knowledge management and centralize with an employee service center so that they can truly be ready um, and prepared to embrace AI and to the fullest extent and really um, focus on that employee experience yeah. because they they in the end they they do it's not about taking the human out of human resources which i think a lot of people are worried about with ai no in we fact, want to when put you, it back for in. folks who are listening now if you listen to part one of this podcast with pat waters we talk specifically about this right yes. about human resources becoming more almost human. back to way it yep. used to be yes. back to be human resources yeah. and not just engines it, I, of efficiency and that's right? why yeah. i think pat is so amazing for our organization because it is about bringing the human back into human resources so that we have time to focus on um, thing the the high touch when it really matters for employees and it doesn't matter for basic HR you know, benefits questions. Yeah, no, really, really interesting. Hey, I wanted to, we were going to get into some more techie, geeky stuff. I think we'll probably let that go. I'll just real quick though. So ServiceNow can sit on top of existing HR platforms and investments that companies have like core HR systems, like ATS systems and just it, it, it coexists and plays nicely with that, that ecosystem. I'd yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how our customers are deploying it. So if you think about us being the, the Google Maps for your employee journey, you still need the roads and the freeways and the highways that you need to drive on. Right, right, and right. And so those systems end up being uh, the, the paths for these employees to accomplish whatever they're trying to do from a transactional standpoint. But there's this whole interaction aspect that we we cannot uh, ignore because that tends up uh, ends up becoming 90% really of what the uh, employee needs uh, uh, you know needs to spend time on you know this is making sure that they have the right information so they can make choices getting that step-by-step -step guidance and then high touch help when required so we complement all you know our customers have, have a variety of HCM systems sure. right Anything we, under if, the if sun, you look right? at service now we gosh between what we do internally and the outsourced uh, vendors that we have, we ourselves, uh, you know, relatively smaller company, 
have uh, at least seven to eight systems in nice. there. <laughs> and then you add systems that do travel and expense sure. and so on and right, so forth, yeah. right? So it's a number of systems and an employee has to deal with so many different departments as well. So it's not just about HR, there's IT and facilities and finance. And so how do we bring all and of that together? Vendors. And vendors, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. right? I just went through that for uh, getting my dependent yeah. care FSA claim uh, completed. <laughs> that I, sounds complicated. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> it is complicated. Once you figure out yeah. how to get it done, it's actually not that complicated. We'll save that for uh, my other podcast, Benefits Daily. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I think, I think what we are able to provide is really bring all of that together and you look at it from an employee standpoint. So if you think about us as the experience platform, we want to create the, the right experience for the employee. And by experience, we just don't mean the UI. But what we are talking about is the end-to-end experience that the employee has, including how they feel when they... Yeah, when it's, they it's, it's more about feeling and not so much about what it looks like, Absolutely. right? Exactly. I mean, it's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so uh, yeah, we got customers uh, having uh, you know variety of systems and uh, our, our product works with all of them. We've got a variety of ways in which we can integrate with them. And uh, you know, if you go around and visit any of these customer sessions, you will learn more about how we are a great complement to uh, their existing technology landscape, leveraging their investments that they've already yeah. made. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love the concept. I like the idea. I like the openness of the platform. It's all in the cloud, right? Which uh, maybe we need to, don't need to say so much in 2018, but it's worth saying probably again. Yep. And uh, really interesting and cool, exciting times for ServiceNow in the HR space. Uh, Jen and Deepak, thank you so much thank for you, taking a, a little thank time you. from not your busy duties at Knowledge18 to hang out with us on the HR Happy Hour Show. And I want to thank everybody at ServiceNow for making this such a great experience for me and for the HR Happy Hour Show. So thanks so much to them. We'll put all the uh, the links you need from the, the Pat Waters interview as well as the HR information, the new releases. Uh, get as many of the links in the show notes as we can. And I encourage all the HR folks out there listening, when you're thinking about employee experience and you're thinking about how to best deliver that great experience to employees, you have to think about how they're interacting with your tools, technology, your information, and everyone else in the organization. And uh, uh, this is a great place to start. So thanks so much again. Uh, that's it from the HR Happy Hour Show. My name's Steve Bowes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.